Hey, this is Quentin Moore, and I'm the pastor of the Father's House, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I hope the message inspires you, gives you faith, and lets you see that God is truly moving in your life. We hope you enjoy today's message. do this in public because it happens in public and uh, and, and the word of God is uh, you're going to catch it the minute I say it because the Lord says I'm going to correct your language you say I blew it up and the Lord says I broke through and just as I used that moment and you think you blew it up. The Lord said, I broke through every bondage that would hold any child in within that bondage. And that as you correct your language and move from beyond that blowing it up to breaking it through, the bondages can come off of every individual. That the anointing that's on your life to break through will cascade into the lives of other people. But move beyond that language of devastation into the language of the manifestation of all that is good and true and beautiful in the lives of every individual. Because it's within you and through you that I will break through for many others. You shall snatch them out of the hands of the conditions that they have learned to cope with all of their lives. For I do not want them to merely cope with a condition. I want to raise them into the position of being a child of the living God. God. So you did not blow it up. I broke you through. So from this moment forward, use the language to snatch others from the things they've been coping. He broke it Sometimes just one alteration in the language that you're using to describe yourself will move you from one condition into a position of realizing the realities that God has placed in your lives. All you have to do is check the language that you're using to release the dynamite that's within heaven because it is his word that sets you free. And if the enemy can change the language, he can alter the dynamic of that language. What is it that's within your language that if you just alter it ever so slightly, it would reveal the power of God in your own life? So this morning, bring your tongue into the presence of the living God. Let him touch it with the poles of the altar and reveal to you the slightest of alterations that will open up the heavens into your world. Because life is on your tongue. If the words of heaven can slide through the lips made of clay, he can create all that you desire in your lives. Hallelujah. Sit with me. I am the favorite of God. Oh, you didn't. No, 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 no. I am the favorite of God. God is good and generous to me all the time. Hallelujah. Sit with me. I have the living word inside of me that I can speak oh, into the lives of every person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just think about it. Close your eyes and think about it. What's one iteration that you could alter? One confession that would release energy into your own life. 
Hallelujah. Breakthrough is one word away. One confession away. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now hug three people around you. Tell them they're the favorite of God. Love on them. Tell them they matter. Tell them they don't need to be limited anymore. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, this is your day. Look at two people and say, this is your day. Today. Say it out loud. Today, I'm going to do the unexpected. God told me to come and tell you today, he's going to do the unexpected. Some of you just came because you just always do. Hallelujah. Say with me, I, I'm going to receive. Oh, come on. Say it out loud. I'm going to receive. Listen, this ain't your Mima's church. One word, one iteration, one little alteration of the way you speak about yourself can release the power of God into every area of your life. Amen? Say it out loud. I am a child of God. I am who He says I am. Oh, some of you don't believe it. I can do what He says I can do. I can be everything He says I can be. Say it again. His Word is true. His Word in my lips can change the world. Oh, my God. Hey, good morning. Hallelujah. Are you expecting breakthrough? Really, really. I mean, are you expecting it? Living in anticipation of the manifestation of the realities of heaven on earth. Uh, we don't play church. I, so some of you, if you're visiting, uh, yes, we're that place. We're that place that believes God's real. We're that place that believes God still moves. One change, honey. One change. I, I, don't, I don't ever want to hear it roll out of your mouth again. You hear me? I don't ever, ever, ever want to hear it roll out of your mouth like that again. You broke through. You broke through. That's not blowing up. There's a huge difference. Huge difference. Amen. Some things, yeah, give the Lord a praise this morning. That's fine. Again, I'm saying to you, sometimes just the smallest changes in our world, things we don't even see, things we get used to, things we say, and we mean them well, and we mean them right, and yet they, they hinder uh, certain things in our lives. You receive that? Okay. Amen. I love you. God bless. Did you have a good week last week? Pastor Sean did a great job. Thanks for letting Annie and I have a few days. Uh, I can run a certain length of time, and then I know my batteries get uh, low. And uh, so I had ran since about mid-December, and uh, my life is always weird. Can I tell you? I, I, I've often wished that my life could be like Terry's or like Stevens in the sense that, you know, they just, how many, some of you just get up and do the same thing every day. Uh, some days I can be standing in a hospital room and somebody's dying. Uh, some days I, I, I can be sitting in boardrooms where they're making decisions. Other days I'm preaching. Sometimes I'm in New York, and other days I'm in Tennessee. You see, when you're walking with the Lord in the expectation that He can do the unexpected, He can put you in any place He wants to put you, in any situation He wants to put you in, because your reliance is upon Him and not upon yourselves. And, and so I, I just really know that God is always moving and working, and I appreciate uh, you letting me take a day or two or three off. We, we sat in the sun and in the sand and got recharged a little bit. And I have a word for you this morning. 
Uh, I'm telling you, I have I realize there's baptisms, and uh, so. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to thank you in advance for putting up with me a little bit this morning, and then we'll we'll baptize some folks. But the Lord told me to tell you that you need to expect the unexpected. You need to move out of your own expectations because they're too darn low. And uh, they're too connected to this world, and he wants to manifest his kingdom here, and not your perceived ideas of what you think you need. So I, I've got a message from the Lord. I, I've never been more convinced in my life that I have a prophetic word for particularly this house, and maybe uh, a few places beyond. And, and that is, I really do believe, if you'll throw that up, if you'll love like Jesus, you'll break through in 2022. If you'll love like Christ, you'll break through in 2022. You'll break through those limiting belief systems that have held you in bondage so that you didn't receive your full potential. You see, we all have limiting beliefs, ideas, assumptions that we have made about God, ourselves, and others that limit us from experiencing the fullest and highest potential that Christ has for us. And the M.O. of the enemy is to put these deceptions into your life that will keep you from breaking through. And we are in a spiritual battle for our souls and for the souls of others. And that spiritual warfare is conducted by following the spiritual disciplines and habits that have been given to us that would transform us into the image and the likeness of God. I'm fully convinced that that's my assignment uh, for this year specifically. And yet I know you have to participate in your own breakthrough. You can't just sit there and wait for it to show up and slap you on the nose. You, you have to participate in it. And so this morning I'm moving into another series about how God wants to break through in your life so that the fullest and highest of God can manifest in your life. Amen. Oh yeah, uh, I need to ask you to give this morning. I almost <laughs> forgot. How many of you came prepared to give? Uh, some of you just came to, 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 listen, I ain't talking about a tip, I'm talking about a tithe. Most people live their lives by tipping, but the Word calls us to tithe, to give back what He has given to us, expecting Him to expand what He's already given to us into more than enough. And so I, I'm just calling you into this participation with God that faith is a two-way street. So thank you for giving. Uh, the ushers are going to come in a moment. You can give as they pass the basket. You can give online. You can give on the app. You can give on the foyer. You can send mail. Uh, anyway, but, but can I tell you that how you deal with your money is a direct correlation to how you view God. It's a direct correlation. You either put your trust in money or you put your trust in God. Father, I thank you this morning for the breakthrough that's going to happen financially in the lives of people that trust you in the tithe, that trust you with their money. So, Lord, I give you the praise for it. And all God's people said, amen. amen. If you, I give the ushers a round of applause. Uh, oh, that do better than that. They, they work pretty hard. Uh, I want to tell you thank you for your time. I know it's valuable and it's an honor for anybody to ever listen to me more than once. Um, I'm going to read a verse to you out of Psalms, and I hope I can connect it back to this. Psalm 42, verse 11. They'll put it on the screen for you. Oh, my soul, don't be discouraged. Look at your name and say, don't be discouraged. Don't be upset. Expect God to act. I mean, look right at your neighbor and say, expect God, uh, some of you didn't even come this morning expecting, say it out loud, expect God to act. For I know that I shall again have plenty of reason to praise Him. 
Say, I will have. <laughs> I may not have any reason yet, but I will have another reason. I, if I don't get discouraged and I don't get upset and I expect him to act, even though it doesn't look like I have any reason to praise him, I will again have. Oh, you, no, you, you expect me to be calm. <laughs> hmm. For all that he will do, he is my help and my God. And then would you stand with me in reverence to the word of God, I'm going to go to the book of Acts and I'm going to read about 10 verses out of chapter 3. One day, say just one day, any day, one day, Peter and John were going up to the temple. You, you can't go to the temple unless you've been to the tomb. These two had been to the tomb and they knew the tomb was empty. And so now they come to the temple. I don't know why they would go to the temple. The people in the temple had crucified the Christ and yet they kept coming to church. Even though they had been disappointed in church, they understood that God is still in the church and you need to come back to the church because I don't care that you've been disappointed. They went back to the temple. And they were the ones that had killed the Christ. They come back. Say back. Back. 22 is the year to come back. Hmm. I'll calm down. That's verse (laughs) 1. Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful where he was put every day. Say with me. Every day. To beg from those. Say a beggar. This is a beggar that was brought to the temple every day going to the temple courts. And he saw Peter and John about to enter and he asked them for money. That's what everybody wants. Money. Peter looked straight ahead at him him as did John. And then Peter said, look and listen, if I was Peter and John, I would not be drawing attention to myself. Not here. I mean, these are the people that had crucified the Christ. And now you got Peter and John going, hey, hey, I'm here. You want a piece of this? Look at us. So the man gave his attention, expecting, say expecting. Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you in the name, say in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. I love Peter and John because they knew they had something. I'm so tired of Christians that don't think they have anything. My grandparents were broke as red dirt church mice, but they knew they had Jesus. Taking him by the right hand, they helped, say helped. I don't like that word there. Uh, the, the King James, the New King James says lifted, say lifted. But there's a translation that I love that nobody else reads that says snatched. <laughs> and they snatched him out of the lameness of his own life. Some of you came here to get lifted. Others of you know you came here to lift somebody. And he jumped up to his feet and began to walk and then he went with them into the temple courts, walking, jumping, and praising God. They carried him in, but he jumped out. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to jump out. Some of you have been trying to sneak. I'm just trying to sneak out of my condition. I'm just trying to sneak out of this bad attitude. I've been trying to sneak out of my immorality. I've been trying to sneak you listen, you didn't sneak in. You jumped into that mess. You're going to have to jump back out of that mess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all the people saw him walking and praising, and they recognized him as the same man. Say with me, he's the same man. Same man. But he ain't begging no more. 
at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. God, I pray this morning that we'll be lifting some and some will be jumping before this service is over. I pray they break through their Methodist, their Baptist, their Episcopalian, their Pentecostal stuffiness, and they just become people that have been lifted out of a condition into the position of being a child of the living God. I pray this morning that those that have eyes to see and ears to hear would recognize the anointing of God that's in this room to change them forevermore. I pray that those that are playing would begin to pray because they don't know about what's about to happen. Anybody in here want to say amen to that? Amen. That, that means I agree. Right. That means so be it. That means you agreed with what I said. Say amen. amen. You may be seated. Do you know we've all been lame? You ever said, boy, you lame? We've all been lame. We're all lame somewhere, someplace. We all have something in our lives that is destroying everything else in our lives. We all have one little thing that if it could get fixed, everything else would work right. I mean, this guy just had an ankle that was out of place, but it kept him... He, he wasn't, he, was, he could move his legs. He wasn't paralyzed from the waist down. His ankles didn't work. And because his ankles didn't work, nothing else worked in his life. He just had one little attitude, but it crippled everything else in his life. You can have one little limiting, deceptive belief in your life, and it can cripple everything else. I want you to listen to me. God wants to correct the smallest of things in your life so that he can release the potential in the totality of who you are. Everybody's been lame or is lame or needs something. And listen, baby, you may be beautiful, but you're crazy sometimes. <laughs> listen, buddy, you work really hard, but you got a temper. That little thing, that lame thing, God told me to tell you, I'm going to do that unexpected thing in your life. God always does the unexpected. He becomes a man. He turns water to wine. Then he walks on the water. He sits with women and men that you do not like. He touches lepers. He cleanses and calms the storms of life. He does the unexpected. And Paul says he does exceedingly above all that I could ask, think, expect, or imagine. I need you to understand that God wants to do the unexpected in the lives of Americans who 55% of us say we're unhappy. 55% of Americans say they're discouraged, they're depressed, and 55% of the richest country in the world is unhappy, angry, disappointed, confused, uh, con contrasted to the global population, which is 35%. And this is pre-pandemic. That really speaks to our ungratefulness is really what it speaks to. Uh, Two-thirds of... People under the age of 18 feel unattractive or unfulfilled. Two-thirds. They've been conditioned. And most of the time we feel disappointed or disturbed or depressed, not because of what's happening, but because of what hasn't happened. See, we are depressed because of unmet expectations, unrealized expectations. We're really not upset about what's happening because most people don't even know what's happening. I don't listen to the news. I watch the news. You lie, but okay, you don't. 
People are unhappy because of unmet, unrealized expectations. What should have, could have, might have, or ought to have happened that didn't happen, that I expected to happen. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. People are unhappy because of stuff that they hoped for didn't happen. See, our expectations, unmet, unrealistic fantasies, are ruining and running our lives because they are limiting us because we set our expectations too low. We've set our expectation of what others should do for us. We've set our expectations in what politicians should do. And half the world is upset. Listen, anytime you put your expectations in people, you put the control of your lives in the hands of other people. You, You shouldn't do that. Unmet expectations result in disappointments. False expectations, imposed expectations, expectations based on the culture around us, expectations on the need to perform, the religious expectations, they can weigh us down physically, mentally, and spiritually. They've been put on us by our family, by the culture around us, by uh, the people whom we live with. They they will expect you to wear what they wear. I'm only going to make fun of this. I don't mean it. But have you noticed how many people buy jeans with holes in them? I mean, when I was a kid, my grandma, if I got a hole in my knee, she put this patch on the back and she put this patch on the front. And then you walk like this for the rest of your life. Today, they buy them with holes in them. Yep. Oh, well, I'm just making fun. See, our expectations are based on the past or on the future, and they can cause us to misspend our lives. We need to break free and through those imposed faults, unrealistic, those things, strong beliefs. So put this up. Expectations are strong beliefs in what we think should happen. And when we get our belief systems based in something that is misconceived, If we're not careful, we'll begin to place those things upon other people and we'll put our beliefs as standards that we measure other people from and then we'll begin to judge other people because we expect perfection out of ourselves and if we expect perfection out of ourselves, now I expect perfection out of you and now you let me down. And I'd rather point out the fact that you let me down than realize that I've let myself down and that I can never re... Maybe you never suffered from this condition. I struggle with it. This, this, I hold myself to this standard and I never quite hit the standard so I'm always disappointed in me. And if I'm disappointed in me, I need to find somebody else to be disappointed with so I'm not disappointed with me. Yep. Yep. Oh, just sit there. <laughs> you see, we, we have blindly imposed our expectations on other people and those belief systems now no longer hinder me but they hinder us. If we are controlled by our expectations, then we attempt to control others. And the truth of the matter is we're now just in a power struggle because we can't meet these unrealistic, unmet expectations that come from somewhere, but we really don't know where they've come from. Strong beliefs about what should happen. Uh, If you can find this in my notes, wherever I'm at in my notes, if you can learn to stop expecting impossible perfection in yourself and in others, you may find the happiness that has always eluded you. If you you just for a moment, you'll allow me to play with what you're expecting. If If you will allow me to reach into your lives and realize that there's a lame expectation in there somewhere. That there's an expectation in your life that's never going to be met. Yeah. 
It's never going to happen. I mean, listen, marriage is never quite what you think it is. Everybody going to be quiet, right? That cream that you bought, they lied. It will not lift your wrinkles. How do you know? I've tried. It'll make your hair fall. Never mind. See, expectations based on your past performance, that'll hurt you. And most people never have expectations any greater than their past performance. That will limit you. See, you can get too many expectations. How many of you can get spread so thin that you're never going to meet any of them? See, expectations, X's and O's. Anybody know what X's and O's? Do I have a programmer in the room? X's and O's. Expectations are the software that run your life. They, they, they hover subconsciously down on the inside and anything that comes into your world, you run it through this software of expectations to determine whether or not that so- how many of you need to upgrade your software? You don't need a new phone, you just need to learn how to use the old one you got. You have Google too much crap. You got too many apps running at the same time and it's slowing the whole system down. You don't need a new computer. You just need to upgrade the thing. See, the secret computer that software that's running in your lives will dictate your emotions, your decisions, and your actions. It'll distort your perspective about yourself. It'll drive your choices. It'll influence the feelings about the outcomes. You'll be in danger. Software gives instructions to you even though you don't know it. You need to rewrite your software. You need to alter your expectations. Expectations that you may or may not know have come into your lives through sources that you may not realize. You do understand that every expectation you put on a child, you're programming that child. You're expecting. Listen, I can quote Harvard, I can quote Yale, I can quote Princeton. We have children today that have grown into adults and they are stagnant because they never did meet the expectations. All of that coaching you're doing, mm, I love you, but you're setting the bar. Half the people surveyed say I'm unattractive or inadequate. Believing these expectations that are unrealistic. Secondly, I want you to understand unrealistic expectations uh, connect and live with unspoken expectations. Do you know that if you don't verbalize what you want, you'll never get it? That's why Jesus looked at him and said, what do you want? I realize most of you ladies think he can read your mind. Honey, he can't find his, let alone understand yours. He left his mind at work or somewhere. He ain't never going to read your mind. If he loved you, that's unrealistic, lady. And sir, she ain't never going to, never mind, move on. See, you have to understand that your expectations have to come from a different source and you have to learn how to pray, to communicate to the God that meets your expectations what it is that you desire. He himself can read your mind, but he won't let you live on the inside. He has called you to speak clearly what it is you desire from him. Ask, and you shall receive. Clearly. 
So today, I'm trying to explain to you that our expectations have come from the imposition of culture, the imposition of religion, the imposition of people they've imposed upon us, and we have accepted these expectations, and so we have transposed them onto other people, and many times we transpose them up onto God, and we're asking for stuff that really will never satisfy us anyway. I love David. David says, my expectation comes from God. Uh, I love David in the Psalms because he said, I'm expecting him to bless me. I love Jeremiah because he said, I'm expecting God to do good to me, not evil. I'm expecting, touch somebody, say, I'm expecting God to show up and do what I can't even ask, think, or imagine. I'm expecting God this morning to break the routine of my life. And move me beyond the expectations of this world into the reality of his kingdom. I'm seeking that kingdom. If you let go of that thing, did you hear the girl? If you let go of that thing, see some of you can't figure out why did he give that microphone to that? If you let go of that thing that you've been expecting, he'll replace it with something that's bigger. Did you listen to the prophetic word that you don't even believe happens? Notice how I used to preach to get people to say amen. Today I know when you're quiet, you're listening. <laughs> if you'll take a note, you'll get it. Paul says this will turn out. Say turn out. <laughs> According to <laughs> my expectations. You see, it'll never turn out if you can't verbalize the expectation that I'm waiting in eager expectation for the revealing of God on the inside of me. Do you understand that Jesus dashed the expectations of his disciples. Do, do, do you understand that 11 of them ran away when the soldiers showed up? 11 of them didn't even hang around. Only one. They, they, he, he dashed. He didn't fulfill their expectations. They thought he was going to remove Rome and establish them as rulers. And he is not going to remove Rome. He could care less about Rome. He, he's not in some sort of political party with Rome to get your power into position to accomplish your goals. He's bigger than Rome. And he dashes their expectations and he doesn't resist the soldiers. And he doesn't rebuke Pilate. And he doesn't overthrow Rome. He forgives the people that murdered him. They're disappointed. They're disappointed, much like half of you. You're disappointed. That God didn't do what you wanted him to do when you wanted him to do it. And two of them are walking to Emmaus to get away. And he shows up and they don't even know it. And they say, we had hoped he would do what we wanted him to do. But because he didn't do what I wanted him to do, when I wanted him to do it, I'm just going to sit my butt at home and watch from a distance. Are you listening to me? So many people are disappointed because he didn't do what they wanted him to do when they wanted him to do it. And they're disappointed because he let them down. Hmm. God wants to break through your limiting belief systems so that he can manifest what he has purposed for you. God wants to break through those things that have kept you from recognizing the reality of who you are. This is good preaching. See, most people, when they get disappointed with God, they just stop expecting anything. They just give up. They just throw in the towel. They just, 
he dashes their expectations because they were too low. They were limiting. They, 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 they kept him from doing what he wanted to do, which was to set all humanity free, Jew and Gentile, slave and free, Roman and Greek, Samaritan and slave, lepers and blind. He wants to set everybody free. His kingdom is for all. See, most people, once their expectations aren't met, just don't expect much. But I love what the writer of Hebrews says. Faith is the substance or the assurance of things yet unseen. I love what the Message Bible says. Faith is our handle on what we can't see. You see, if we're going to experience the manifestations of the unexpected realities of God in our life, we're going to have to take up a posture of faith. And all the enemy is trying to do is dash your expectations so that you no longer expect anything, so you're no longer in a posture of faith. I love what Bishop Ryan has been saying since he got home. Take up a posture of worship. Because if you get in the right posture, the right position, if you get in the position of faith, then God can increase your expectations to break through those limiting beliefs and manifest his promises. This is really not bad. You ought to let me go to the beach more often. (laughs) I, I, I say that jokingly. And they gave themselves entirely to the word of God in prayer. Can I tell you? Never mind. I I better. I would go to complaining. Say with me, a posture. That's my question this morning. Are you in a posture of faith or are you wondering whether I'm going to get done on time? A posture. What's your posture? Have you ever noticed the posture of some children? (sighs) You don't like it, do you? You know, some people have this posture when it comes to faith. Everybody has a position. Have you noticed? What's your position on that? What's your position on that? (laughs) What's your position when it comes to faith? Pay attention to this lame man because it tells us a lot about what it means to be in a posture of faith. This lame man took up a posture of faith. What if he had stayed home that day? What, what, what if when he got it, he was born lame. He had never walked. He didn't expect to walk. He had a condition. And he had adjusted his life to fit the condition. He was coping with the condition. So he just lived with the condition and adjusted his life on the basis of his condition. And he relied on somebody to carry him. I've got this condition. You need to be nice to me. I've got this condition. I don't do, do, do. He knew his place. He stayed in his place. He took his position. He understood the posture of faith. He expected what he always expected, which was a few coins. What if he had stayed home? What if he had just given up? You see, when we expect the bare minimum, we generally get it. When, 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 listen to me. Don't lower your expectations based on what should have happened. Don't, 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 I don't know. We need to take up a posture that maybe today. Maybe today. Our expectations. See, see, see what, what, what if we were too discouraged to lift our hands this morning? What if we were too discouraged and we just stayed home? What, what, what if we were just tired of begging? 
What if, what if I think I'll sleep in tonight? What, what, what if? What if we just, uh, he takes on this posture of faith. What if we just stopped reading our Bible and stopped? Uh, has that ever happened to you that you, your condition overwhelmed your position and you just decided to give up? You just decided not to have any faith anymore. Your, your unrealistic expectation that didn't come to pass forced you just to pull the sheet up over your head and you just kind of, see, expectation without participation will lead you into a devastating life. There's a breakthrough in the air, but you're going to have to participate in that breakthrough by taking up a posture of faith in your life because faith says these things. Even when the days are discouraging, I want you to understand you've got to get up and go back to that beautiful gate. You've got to let someone carry you. To look at your neighbor and say, go back. Go back. I know you're crippled and your condition is, but, but, but go back. I, 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 I love it. When, when Peter and John go, look at me. Because it, it gives this idea that he's kind of shaking the cup without making eye contact. It, it gives this idea that he's just going through the motions, not really expecting maybe a coin, maybe not a coin. He's there physically, but mentally he's somewhere else. And Peter and John say, hey, 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 look. G- mentally show up. Spiritually open up. You see, you don't want to just be going through the motions. You don't want to go on autopilot. Have you ever gone on autopilot? Have you ever gotten in the car and you got to where you were going, but you didn't know how you got there? I mean, seriously. Or, or you got somewhere and it wasn't where you intended to go. It was just what you were used to. I show up here at the church all the time. This is not where I intended to go. Literally, I get in my car and, you know, I'm drunk on something. It's not beer. It's not wine. I haven't been smoking anything, but I'm just kind of drunk on my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sit there. Just, just make me feel guilty. <laughs> you just kind of get caught up, and then you're just driving on autopilot, and you, you know, and all of a sudden it's Saturday again. All of a sudden it's Friday again, and it's your anniversary again, and 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 it's your birthday again, and you realize that, that you went around the sun again, and not really anything happened. Autopilot. People are spiritually sometimes they get on autopilot and they get carried to the gate and they shake the look. It's easy to be living and not really living at all. But there's breakthrough coming. And he gave his attention to them. I'm I'm still stunned at Peter and John. I'm stuttered by these formerly frustrated disciples who have had an adjustment in their expectation. Have you do you need an adjustment? I mean, I've got two. I've got my best friend and I've got a son that's always telling me, Dad, you need adjusted. I think they're talking about my back. (laughs) You need an adjustment. You need to get an alignment. And these formerly frustrated disciples had had an adjustment since the last time we saw them. And and they're showing up with a different alignment in their lives. And, and, And they show up and they look at this lame man laying at the gate, beautiful. And they say, silver and gold, I don't have what you're expecting this morning. Whatever it is, I don't have what you're expecting because God's going to do what you're not expecting. He's going to transcend and move higher than what. And and they say, silver and gold, have I none? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm just broke. When it comes to meeting your needs according to a worldly reality, I have none. But according to your faith, the Bible says. 
If you can believe beyond what you've expected, if you can believe that God has something better for you, if you can believe that God knows what you really need and not what you think you need, you can adjust your expectations, say, by my faith, I know that God can do something greater than I ever expected. Listen to me. Your faith, your Christianity is more exciting than you think it is. Your faith you, you, your trust in God. It is the only thing in my life. I wouldn't have given my life to this if I didn't believe that my relationship with Christ was the most important, exciting. Listen, it almost makes me have, I'm ecstatic. I start out praying in a language that I understand and all of a sudden I don't have words to express the power and the presence and the grace can't. I still can't believe that he did this. And some of you are just shaking the cup. Look at me. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. Some of you need to hear me. You need to know somebody that's got something that you know is not from this world. I love Peter and John because they knew they had something. And until you know you got something, you got nothing. We need churches to wake up. It's not about three psalms and a poem. It's not about get the thing checked. It's about I need to be with somebody that's got something. The church is lame. The American church is lame because it's filled with people that don't know what they got. What's in your wallet? Sorry, you need to be in here. (laughs) If you think it's crazy out there, such Where's the church that jumps up and says, we got it? Where's the people of God that jump up and said, we got what you need, not what you expect, but we got what you need. Where are the people in America that are going to pull their head out of the things of this world and put them into the presence of God and say, listen, I got what you need. And it ain't in a voter's booth. He's not in this world. These men that had come into the temple that he had already prophesied was going to be destroyed. These men who had been in the room when he stepped into that room. These men who had aspirations of being princes. They had aspirations of having a position. They had aspirations of authority. And those aspirations are dashed. And he gave them something better. He gave them a position in the family. Are you listening to me? You know, Annie and I are married. And Jesus will marry a bride, and that's the metaphor of the relationship between Jesus and the bride. But the metaphor of the position between God and I, they were headed into the temple to pray, and they were going to pray the most offensive prayer that a Jew could ever hear. They were going to pray a prayer for which they had crucified the Christ. You make yourself out to be the son of God. And they were going into the temple and they were going to go, our father. Do you know she can do nothing 
to deny that she's my daughter. I ain't never marrying her. We don't going to have that kind of relationship. See, in a marriage, there's still going to be him and you and her and hmm. There's still going to be two. But I got news for you. I got four kids. They me. They are me. Me is in that. Me is in that. That is in me. We, we have the same DNA, that we have the same. <laughs> oh, I can cast that out. <laughs> Do you understand that every time you say, our father, you're recognizing that oh, well, well, what he is is now in you and what you are is now in him and the two of you are one and what he can do you can now do because it's not a position based on marriage or covenant it's a position based on the fact that he grafted you into himself and now every cell in your body contains God I'm one and what he can do I can do and as he is so am I in this world our father they were headed into a temple to reveal that they were no longer performing to be accepted but they had been grafted in by grace they had no expectation of performance of self or of others every time I say the our father I can feel God course through my I have no right to claim him as father but as a gift of his grace oh my God I cannot feel I can feel, these two men could feel the Holy Spirit. The God that had stood out there is now the God that's in here. And I can't be separated from this love. Such as I have. Such as I have. This sonship. This, this, this being. This persona. This identity. This relationship. This love. You don't need money. You don't need money. Oh my God. It'll change your condition. It'll go right to that lame point in your life. And it'll touch that lame. If I... I, uh, it'll turn you from a beggar. He snapped, bam! And he jumps up. He'd never walked before. And now he's jumping. And he's, it'll snatch you out of being a beggar one minute into being the leader of worship the next. See, some of you have never been snatched out of the position of your begging into this position of sonship and so you try to worship but if you've ever been snatched out of a condition that had kept you lame you don't have to try to worship it just the posture my posture was there I was coping with a condition that he has changed in an instant but it'll take you years to work out that breakthrough. I have watched people come to Christ and for three weeks they were pretty good and then they just went back. I've watched people come up front and the anointing hit them and it touched them, but 20 minutes later they were cussing. Because you see, a breakthrough is not the end, it's the beginning. 
The breakthrough is the beginning. You see, this guy, he, he, had, he jumped for a while, but then he was trying to figure out, well, no, no. And, and tomorrow, he's got to make a decision to walk to the temple on his own. Nobody going to carry him tomorrow. See, they, they've, been, they've been trying to get you because you've got a problem. But now that he's touched the problem, you're going to have to make a choice for yourself to get up. <laughs> and can you imagine? He'd been, uh, kid, uh, nobody dropping a coin in a bucket tomorrow. He's going to have to find a job. God forbid that faith people would have to work. That, you, you'll get that in a minute. You're confessing that God's going to bless you, but you ain't got no job. You got to get a job. Pastor, I just know God's going to give me. Get a job. Turn your hat around, pull up your pants, and get a job. I'm old. Listen, the breakthrough was just the beginning of the transformation of the limiting beliefs that were within the lame man. It would take a number of years, if not his whole lifetime, to continue to recondition the software in his life. <laughs> Breakthrough's going to happen like that, but then you're going to have to take up a posture of learning and of transformation and of pulling down these thoughts and beliefs that were there, that were not even your fault, but they just were there. I'm here to tell you that if you love like Jesus, breakthrough will happen. And you will realize that you are a child of God and that his DNA is now your DNA and, and you're one. And the same life that courses through, you do understand that Jesus was the word made flesh. He was simply the point of contact with heaven. When you looked at Jesus, you saw the father. He was about the father's business in the father's house. So Jesus was the point of contact for all that was in heaven. And now he says, you're the point of contact. I'm going back to heaven, but you're a word. And so when people come in contact with you, they're going to come in contact with the same father. He's not just my father, he's our father. In the Psalms, they said, my father. In the New Testament, they said, our father. So now you are a word made flesh. And the same thing that was in Christ. Oh, oh my God. I, 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 is anybody in here excited about that? Okay. Touch your neighbor and say hi. Oh, how about this? Close your eyes. I know, I know, it's hard. Take a deep breath. Breathe out. You're not the lame man. You're Peter. You're John. You can lift other people. You can lift other people. Wow. What if, what if, what if we walked out of here this morning and we just started lifting other people? What if we refused to say anything bad about anyone else and we started lifting other people? You might want to start with yourself. What if you lifted yourself by changing the language that you've used about yourself? Whew. 
lifted. Say it again. I am the favorite of God. And I will act like it. Now look up. You didn't think I could do it, did you? Psalm 42, verse 11. Put it back up there, Lucas. Oh, my soul, don't be discouraged. Don't be upset. Expect God to act. For I know that I shall again have plenty of reason to praise him for all that he will do. For he is my help. Oh, are you expecting breakthrough? Are you participating in the breakthrough? Do you have a posture of faith? A posture of prayer? A posture of worship? Are you expecting God to do the unexpected? If so, then he's going to tear down your expectations. He's going to tear them down. He's going to challenge them. He'll challenge them. He'll he'll make you uncomfortable. Makes me uncomfortable. But don't be discouraged. Don't be upset. Expect God to act. For I am certain you're going to have reason to praise him again for the things he will do. He is my help. Are you getting any of it? Hallelujah. Just reach out and take somebody's hand and and just look them right now and say, I'll lift you if you lift me. Let's lift each other. Am I making any sense? Let's, Let's lift each other. I got homework for you. Because you come back next week, I'm going to stay right in Acts 10, Acts 3. I haven't even scratched the surface. I haven't even begun. So you come back next week and I'll do something. Part 2 out of Acts 3. But here's your homework. I know I'm not calling you down front to touch you. Here's your homework. Have I allowed past disappointments to stop me from showing up in my faith? Oh, 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 literally, I want you to. We'll put them online, because most of you. Have you allowed past disappointments to keep you from showing up? Number two, what are the things that I know I should be doing to put myself in a position in my life, but I haven't been doing because I've been discouraged? What are those? Can you write them down? And finally, how can I heal myself and be an active participant in my faith and in my life? Heal myself. I know, I knew when I wrote it down, people were going, what? I can't heal yourself. Jesus looked at people and said, do you want to be healed? You know, the most difficult things I've ever dealt with in my life are people that just liked being depressed. They just liked being carried. They just liked being broken you got to really ask the question do I want to break through this is a I'm your pastor I'm not a televangelist I don't blow in and blow out 46 sermons out of the year I'm here I'm telling you Father's house we can break through into things we have never experienced We will have to allow the Holy Spirit to challenge the room. 
the belief systems that have limited us. I love the little prophet this morning. Let go of those things. Let go. Dare to let go. Dare to let go. For some of you, they've been your identity. You've been identified by them. But if you let go of the poser, you'll find the real. Can I pray for you? Father, I pray this morning that you would touch the conditions in the lives of your people. The Father, then move from coping to confidently dancing before you. That, Father, you would release your power and your presence in their lives and you would lift them up out of that position into the place of being a son and a daughter with God. I pray this morning that you would dash all expectations and give them the unexpected this morning. That, Father, they would no longer be immobilized by that one condition, but they would be, oh, they would be released into all that you have. Father, may they pray the Our Father and step into the realm of the impossible. In Jesus' name, if there's anything in your life that needs healed, if there's anything in your life that you already know, God needs to touch that area of your life. You already know that it's limited. Would you just stand this morning? I won't ask you to come. I just, uh, if you'll just as an act of faith, stand up. Father, in Jesus' name, specifically those that are standing, touch that area of their life that they've already made. Touch that area of their life that they know they need your help. Touch it specifically, individually, personally, permanently. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, such as I have, I give unto thee. Amen. Amen. Now, if there's someone. Hey, I hope the message truly inspired you today. If it did, do a couple things for me. Subscribe to our show and it'll just drop right into your feed and you can stay current with all that we're doing. The second thing is, is if you've been impacted by this ministry, you can click the link right there in front of you and you can become one of our givers and that'll help us to keep spreading the gospel and the good news around the world. Everyone needs to hear the good news right now, maybe more than any other time. So God bless and I'll see you next time. Thank you.